2: Sprint out action. Right side by Mahomes, all kinds of time, pump faking. Now fires it, lays caught in the end zone to Marcus Robinson. Touchdown, Kansas City. Snap, looking left, still looking left, now throwing left. Has Mike Williams, jumps, catches. Touchdown, Chargers. Mike Williams.
0: That was huge. Rivers in the shotgun. Looks to the right for Mike Williams, throws
2: to Mike Williams. Caught, touchdown. Touchdown, Chargers. Mike Williams with his third of the day. And this is the game. Shotgun snap. Rivers rolls to the right, throws to the end the caught. It's good. It's good. Mike Williams with the grab. Chargers lead 29-28. Still four seconds left in this game. There was no one. The closest Chief was in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, Matt Money Smith, the voice of the Around the NFL podcast with the call and a beautiful call by Money. The Los Angeles Chargers on a Phillip Rivers to Mike Williams touchdown from one yard out. And then the onions, onions for days for Anthony Lynn. They go for two. And, yes, Williams wide open on a busted coverage. The two-point conversion also good. And that was it. The Chargers stunned the Chiefs. I mean, you want to talk about it. stunning defeats. Ones that stick to your ribs. The Chiefs eat it here. The Chargers win 29-28. to And all of a sudden, there is a tie atop the AFC West. Both teams 11-3. and 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 the schedule, the way it sets up, The Chargers have a chance here to steal the West, and who would have thought that was possible? Dan Hans is here uh, solo to get us going on our uh, Thursday night uh, recap and preview show. The rest of the boys will join me in a few minutes, but we got to break down this game. Uh, The Chargers score 15 points in the final 349 of regulation. This was a TNF game for the ages, and it is, for me – Another example of this is not the same old Chargers. And, you know, we we talked about that two weeks ago in Pittsburgh when, like in this game, uh, where the Chargers fell behind 14-0 on the road in Arrowhead, and you're thinking they're cooked, uh, and they came back in this game two weeks ago against Pittsburgh. They fall behind by multiple scores uh, going into the half. At Pittsburgh, They come back and win that game. That was a game the Chargers never win. Last week, even, the home game against Cincinnati, a classic moment where the Chargers of old stub their toe against an inferior opponent and just kind of blow their season or cost themselves dearly in a a classic trap game. They don't do that. They take care of business, okay? But you're not going to hand out a lollipop because a good team should take care of business at home against a bad team like the Bengals. But this game... Let there be no doubt that this is a new Chargers team. And I want to point out one play that's going to kind of get forgotten in all the drama uh, of this game. And it was a great game, my goodness. Uh, and, and the end of this game, in the fourth quarter in particular, uh, it will be forgotten. But if you want to talk about how this is not the same old Chargers after they pull within seven in the fourth quarter and they get a stop and they, and they make the Chiefs punt uh, deep in their own territory – Desmond King catches the ball on the Chargers' side of the forty and muffs it. He muffs the punt, and any other Chargers team through the through the years, he muffs that punt. punt he kicks it away three or four yards. The opposing team falls on it, and the next day, or the old Zeuser here in the studio is talking about, oh, they were all set up. The Chargers. They would have had the ball near midfield with a chance to tie or even go for the win, and they blew it, and the, and the Chiefs sneak away uh, because the Chargers uh, couldn't look in the mirror and got scared off by the reflection. Uh, but no, that's not what happened. The Chargers uh, retain possession. Desmond King falls on his own fumble, and then the great Philip Rivers goes to work uh, on the final drive, uh, which covered eight plays and 60 yards. Uh, and and most importantly, well, the most important thing is that they scored a touchdown. But also important was the way it all played out when they finally do get in the end zone and a, a big DPI call set them up near the goal line ahead of that, there's only four seconds on the clock. Okay? And that means no chance for the, the Chiefs to make a comeback. And, and that was equally important because you could imagine a scenario where the, the Chiefs then get the ball back and forget about it. Uh, they they, sc- they score and the game ends. But it doesn't work out that way. The Chargers win the game, and I'm shocked talking about it because the Chiefs were in control of this game. Like I said, they jump out 14-zip, and it certainly looked at first like it would be a three-and-a-half-hour tribute uh, to Patrick Mahomes, which would be earned because he entered this game as the MVP favorite, and I still think he probably wins MVP. But they had that incredible first drive where they just marched down the field after a Rivers interception, and uh, and Mahomes does another thing like he's a quarterback that can only uh, he does things that no other quarterback can do. He he lulled the Chargers defense to sleep, and then uh, just kind of flung it into the end zone to get him on the board. They go they score the next possession as well, and it's 14 zip, and you're thinking, my goodness. Um, but then the Chargers defense held and got it together. Uh, and, and picked up, picked it up, and you have you have to give credit also. To, at at first, it felt like the the Chiefs' defense that would be the story of this game that uh, their ability with the, the offense uh, kind of went into a slump after the first two scores. But they sack Phil Rivers on their defense, sacks Phil Rivers four times, causes two uh, you know uh, forces two interceptions, and, and you think they're going to take care of business, but the Chargers uh, kept kept charging and held the Chiefs to 28 points. The Chiefs have scored at least 25 points in 19 straight games, which is an NFL record. But you have to, you have to say, and we talked about this on the podcast, podcast when we previewed this show, uh, we previewed this game, that if you hold the Chiefs under 30, you've got to find, out, uh, find a way to win. And it would have been bitterly disappointing if the Chargers held the Chiefs under 30 and couldn't score enough points, but they did. They scored just enough points. They scored 29 points to 28. Uh, my other thoughts about this game, as, as impressive as you can be, and Phil Rivers, after that slow start in the first half, again reminded us why he's such an – maybe Mahomes is the more exciting quarterback, but Rivers is an all-timer, and uh, this is this goes down. This is going to be one of his great – uh, one of his great uh, stories. One day when he's inducted into Canton, and who knows where this season goes? Because he can go anywhere for the Chargers now. But this is one of his greatest moments, uh, and the fact that he did it without Melvin Gordon in the backfield, who was out for the third straight game with that knee injury, without Keenan Allen, who went out of the game with a hip uh, injury, and he found a way, and he he turned Mike Williams into a number one receiver. And if Mike, this is the uh, this hopefully is a wake up call to the Chargers to make Mike Williams a bigger part of their offense. The rushing touch, r- rushing touchdown, two receiving touchdowns, and the two-point catch, this guy can play ball. So they, they are really set up. And uh, we'll see how the Chiefs go from here. They have to go to Seattle now. And this is what I was talking about, why why you have a shot here if you're the Chargers to steal this division. Uh, the Chargers have home to Baltimore and at Denver. Not easy slate the rest of the way, but eas- they can win 12 here. They They can get to 13. Uh, perhaps here. And uh, going to Seattle, the way Seattle's playing right now, is going to be a tough, tough ask for Mahomes. So if he's going to win MVP, he's going to earn it. And and that includes going into Seattle and getting a win. And my f- final thought on the game, and I'm glad it kind of got pushed aside uh, because of the, the theatrics and the incredible way this game ended. But uh, the officiating, I mean, you got to get out of the way. Guys, come back to us, officials. Some of these ticky tack calls, especially against the Chargers, it felt like, uh, if you're a Chargers fan, I'm sure you're ripping your hair out. You're on the road, you're, you're playing your heart out, uh, and you can't seem to get a call to go your way. And now Chiefs fans will counter with, well, what about that uh, DPI on the Chargers' final d- drive? Well, Mike Pereira said it was a penalty. It's good enough for me. Right, Cam? You know it. Pereira's like the one guy I trust when it comes to this uh, – uh, when it comes to you throw it to these, – half these officials that are retired, that they, they get hired – They were incompetent to start with, and they're either half in a coma or so old that they might not even hear what the announcers are saying. Pereira, I buy into that guy. He's in the booth for a reason, right? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so there you go. Great game. And we got more games to get to. All of the Week 15 action is previewed right now, and I will rejoin the rest of my friends. I go, oh, that's right, Kim. Well, I don't know where Wes is at right now. But Parting gift. Wes, who has a, a slim advantage over uh, the Sizzler in the lock challenge. Oh, he picked the Chiefs in this game, who were ahead for 59 minutes and 56 seconds. All right, that's it. Let's get to the rest of the week. 15 action. The Around the NFL podcast is part of Tamposi's plot to overthrow NFL Network. Makes sense. Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room filled with heroes Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What is up, boys? Hey, Dan. How is everybody on this Thursday? You heard at the top of the show the old Zeuser broke down the great Thursday night football matchup between the Chargers and Chiefs. And it is another um, uh, benchmark for the season. No more Thursday night games now. And now you got Christmas right around the corner. We're here. It's over, Mark. The whole season's over, basically. We are in the home stretch. It's far from over. My dog, Mark, with a C.
3: Hello. We are are closer to what I consider the biggest celebration of the year, the end of the regular season, when you can wave farewell to a wild rash of trash bag (laughs) franchises that can go try to figure their act out and come back again next September. But go away. We don't have to see you again in your putrid operations until next year.
4: I'm a sucker. I will miss Thursday night football. Like I legitimately get excited that yeah. okay, there's a game only 2 days away. Like I'm excited Saturday's cool that you get a little extra day of football. Love the it. Saturday football games and stuff. Like When is the
3: I'm last a, time I'm a
2: sucker for it?
3: In our life that the Jets and Browns were both on primetime. Not primetime but national television on the same day.
2: Yeah, I mean, I wish the circumstances were a little bit more exciting. Probably when they played in the
3: playoffs in 1986.
2: I do like uh, it's going to be fun a Saturday, and we're going to get to those games first. In fact, let's get to the games. Uh, Let's start with the Saturday games. What the hell? Let's just do it. Right, Wes?
5: Yeah, I'm on board.
2: Wes wearing the evolutionary Fred Rogers sweater that I quite enjoy. I like it.
5: Fred Rogers, is one of my favorite Americans of all time. And I thought that was the movie of the year.
2: Great, yes. That would definitely be on my top ten list, Uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor?, and when you have children, Wes, and it's not too far away, because let me tell you something.
5: Barnaby's on the way, huh? Yeah,
2: you're getting married in May, and there will be very little honeymoon period. Just that's my prediction. There will be a uh, – I think I mapped this out There's like two no years like ago. like, traveling the country no, together. No, 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 no.
3: And You've been traveling the country for the last 20
5: years.
2: You've been on a journey, my friend, that's coming <laughs> to an end. A new journey begins, and it includes a child in 2020. I mean, you got four-plus decades in, so <laughs> it's okay.
5: Look, I'm I'm a man who make use of my you did. free time for a lot of years.
2: My point being is that uh, all of
5: uh, – <laughs> That's all of, uh,
2: all of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood is on Amazon, and I've been introducing it to my children. Oh, great. And it's great. That's beside the point. What we got to focus on is Saturday football, uh, starting with the Houston Texans nine and four. They got picked off at home by the Colts um, uh, last Sunday, a three point loss, uh, and now they get to uh, get a chance to get right again against the Jets, who are four and nine, but showed a little bit of fight, Mark Sessler, uh, last Sunday in Buffalo against a, a good Bills defense, uh, wiping out a big deficit and winning the game late in the fourth quarter. So maybe with Sam Darnold playing, this is a game that is going to challenge the Texans.
3: I'll let you guys talk about the Texans a little bit. But I, when I think about this game, and I, as I just mentioned, this is a prime opportunity for the Jets and Jets fans to sit down and watch Sam Darnold have the game that we can think about all offseason. You're on national television, you're at home, and what I would love to see is more of what happened in the second half against the Bills. He made two incredible throws. One was this on-the-run reverse field touchdown toss to Robbie Anderson and then down with with seconds to go in the game, hit him on what I thought was best throw of the entire season, right throw. which they've not let him do, and they finally did. I want more of that and less of the haphazard sort of <laughs> toss the ball into double coverage interception he had in the first half and what could have been a second. This is the game where why not go punch for punch with Deshaun Watson. The Texans have given up like 350 yards passing two games in a row. You know, let's try to see that. And I'm going to tell you what. I'm unrolling. what I think could be a new nickname for Darnold for this game if he gets it done.
2: Whoa. Unfurling it. Are you going to wait and, unless he wins? And, and no, he right, wins now. right now. All right
5: now. Okay. Let's get it
3: going. Go S-Darn. <laughs> because, listen, no, because if he's good. Okay, if I'll he, hear you out. If, he's, if he does something really well, you could be like – S darn. S darn. But if he f's up, you'd be like, "Oh, s darn." Darn it's it. It's very flexible.
2: S darn it. Sure. Okay. Let's. If you like it? It's in the workshop. But it, you, I, I, I mean, would it like makes you see... think of like the
4: S word and darn, both of which aren't positive. Unless it's mean? like well,
0: sh- censored. Darn. Yeah, like
4: that.
3: Like you spin it positive. But I am so confident <laughs> that the Jets are going to get this done. Whoa. That I am going to, no, he's
4: going uh, to watch, he's watch it at 4.30 <laughs> Eastern, <laughs> no, no,
2: no. 1.30 Pacific no,
3: no. exclusively on NFL Network.
4: Oh, nice promo. Nice no, promo, you bro. Brought, you got me in there. Good job. I like that.
2: Wait, you like that he did the promo? Well, yeah, at least he's, you know. Yeah. I'm, someone was gonna, I'm a company it. man,
4: yeah. and, uh, you know, I think Colleen's at the stadium for that game. It's, it's, it's exciting.
2: Man, Colleen's getting a workout. <laughs> They're centered all over the place. I think the Jets yeah. have a shot
4: in this game. A shot. I mean, the the Texans have some defined weaknesses. They Their offensive line and Watson seem to struggle with blitzes. I think the Jets in their best games this year cook up a lot of pretty creative blitzes. Bowls can do that. They don't have a natural pass rush, but you would think they would just blitz the heck out of Watson, uh, which the Colts did a good job of last week. They don't really have a third receiver when you have to play Joe Webb, Uh, as a third receiver, you're in trouble. And they might get Kiki QT back this week. It sounds like hopefully he's healthy. And that's a big loss. That's been a big loss for them, weirdly. And uh, and then they have Sharice Wright playing starting cornerback, who no matter what team he's on, it's like he's the weakness of the defense. He's been on a different, decent team every year for the last four years. That could be changing. It just gets targeted.
5: Maybe that's changing, but I'm just saying they have some weaknesses. good thing to have on your resume. Aaron Colvin's been out for almost two months, and he's – he just came back last week, I think. And I think you'll see Andre Howell play more. And I think they want Sharice, Sharice Wright to play less.
2: The same concern, Mark, that you I had two it. weeks ago against the Browns was, well, how does that, how does my offensive line stack up against the uh, pass rush of the Texans? Well, the, the truth of the matter is that the, the Browns, as you know, Mark, have been much improved in pass protection lately. The, the Jets, that whole line stinks. And it's probably – that's one of their big offseason projects is going to be to overhaul that line. Uh, so that is my concern is that Darnold – and you want to see him to progress. But if he doesn't have any time to throw and a rookie quarterback, it's a recipe for disaster. So I don't feel good about the game. But you know what I do feel good about? I cannot remember the last time in like the eight years I've worked here that Daddy's been able to uh, you know pour a couple Tito's and watch a, a – Jets game with the sun out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's been a while. It's a
4: strange combination of events, but yeah, it's probably w- never at the NFL Network.
2: It, it's, it has not happened. Let's uh, move on. <laughs> so you know, and I'm not maybe get a little drunk, not like sloppy drunk, but you know, feel a little buzz, and maybe if uh, S Darn gets hot, <laughs> it's going to be the I best mean, Saturday in a long let's time. Let's see where we are
3: when the Browns game is happening after that.
2: All right, right let's after the scene. Jets uh, wrap up their surprise win over the Texans at the Meadowlands, they will throw it to. The Cleveland Browns, who are 5-7-1, as we talked about in Wednesday's show, they have a, um, a chance, a very small chance, but a chance to be in position to steal the AFC North if uh, things go right, uh, if everything goes right, and get back to the playoffs for the first time since? 2000.
3: 2002. 2002. Maron.
2: Uh, but here's their opponent, the Denver Broncos, Chris Wesling, uh, who are coming off a embarrassing loss at San Francisco. Seems to set up well for the Brownies.
5: Yeah, what you have here is your classic clash of the Chubs. <laughs> <laughs> Good oh Chubb on Chub
3: action. Yeah, two ah. of
5: the two of the best rookie classes in the league. And you have the Browns bypassing Bradley Chubb to take Denzel Ward, who won't play because he's concussed. Two straight weeks he's out. Mm. Um, And the hotshot rookie, of course, is Baker Mayfield, who leads the NFL in yards per attempt since Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley were fired. That is amazing. It's it's unreal. I mean,
4: his first half he had last week I think ranks with any half just about – that any quarterback had all season.
5: It was phenomenal. Goff, well, if you pack Goff on,
4: against Minnesota. I mean, there were some others, but that the the variety of the throws. Of course, the first throw of the game, which was just outrageous. The one to Njoku. But the touch, oh, that on. he, the variety in terms of the touch he can throw to Njoku. But then the, the throw that really got me was when he flattened out the 55-yarder to Jarvis Landry. And so he's like a pitcher that can throw at any speed. And he knew with, with the way that play was setting up, he couldn't throw one of those – rainbows in there. He had to flatten it out 55 yards down the field to beat the coverage, and he just does it. He has like a pitch for every there scenario. That's why he's so fun to watch. And
2: it was a nice job by Landry pulling the ball, and it was a 15% catch probability on that throw, and he stuck it in there.
5: Do you believe that? I don't, yeah, that's one where could be seven percent, could be thirty. I believe the number. Right, the, the number the, is exactly that. Right. Is I love the next gen
4: stats, but the percent of chance that you had <laughs> to complete the throw when you threw it. It's, I feel like it's one of those scientific advancements that it's like ten years from now it will be a lot more fine.
3: Too. Well, also that's that, it. Yeah. you know Does what that I mean. Factor like what if it's I, like mean, not, they it, you used to treat I crazy people
4: saying. by like electroshock therapy. Now that's not really thought of as a good idea. You make scientific. You advancements.
2: guys are going off a hunch though, which might be right. They do have data. They're not just pulling
5: this. No, I know. It's like, I know. It's like in baseball <laughs> analytics in the 1970s, the forerunners came out with defensive stats that 15 years later, everyone said, hey, nice try, but these it's things too mean precise.
4: nothing. It's too precise for something that's inherently... Does Next can't you say that about anything? Then? Does
3: next-gen stats factor in, what if a bird were to fly into Jarvis Landry's <laughs> helmet while See? they See, It evolved. would go down. But is that factored into the 15%? <laughs> yes. There's all sorts of things that could happen I've to talked the to the people.
2: I actually asked the bird question. I don't know. <laughs> They said absolutely good for
3: them. That. That's very thorough if they pack that in there. And it
2: would lower it actually do you want to hear it? I do. I mean if the bird flew into Jarvis Landry's face mask, it would subtract fifteen percent from his catch probability, <laughs> leaving zero percent.
3: Well that that that's, checks out. This the this, math works. This limb of the company is at a different level than we are, so
2: other thoughts. I
3: I'm a little worried about
4: Von Miller and Bradley Chubb against uh Greg Robinson. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I <laughs> no, thought you were no. worried about the Broncos. No, no, oh. I'm not. I mean, the Greg Robbins, the fact that they were relying so much and like, ooh, Greg Robinson's kind of shored up that left tackle spot. It's like, yeah, that can last for about two or three weeks, and that ended last week where he did not play well at all. And just the idea of Greg Robinson going up against those two guys, they, they do catch a break. Shaq Barrett being out has, has definitely hurt them. Uh, but I, that would be the recipe, I think, for the Broncos to win is to force some mistakes with quick pressure.
3: Well, there may be a lot of quick passes and screens, and I think that the one thing that Mayfield has done a good job of and when there has been pressure, he's not forcing the ball to what would be his first read. He's He has the ability to sort of see the whole field, and he had some great dump-offs to Nick Chubb and maybe Bradley Chubb. I want to. There are cousins.
5: I want to see them. Nick Chubb's a star. Light at some part. Oh, they so might even. No, they're both stars. Trade it's jerseys so after the Lecom. Chubb's are stars. Seems likely. How fun would that? What you What you're forgetting, Greg, is that the Broncos are going to be without their Pro Bowl cornerback, Chris Harris, for this game. Mm, this true. is the first game he's missing, right? I mean, people I mean, don't. No. People don't really factor in the Chris Harris. Chris Harris. How you coaches. gonna are you gonna
4: guard Prajad Perriman without Chris Harris? Not gonna happen.
5: Well, you
2: put Chris Harris
4: on
3: him. He's out. I mean, the good thing what? is this, <laughs> this joke, assuming the Broncos don't make the playoffs, has a shelf life of about two more episodes of this, and that's you when the Broncos so? will be done. <laughs> I think it expired like. I Wednesday. mean, I think we'll keep going. <laughs> we'll keep going back to the well. It's
4: definitely a little stale. It's one of those you like look, it's a couple past days, dude. Right. You're just like it's crunchy, but, but you, it's you know what happens? happens? We'll keep
2: going back though. when when it starts to get Mark a little angry. That that pumps a lot of life into, yeah. It, you know, <laughs> so all of a sudden it's, it's a wild card.
3: <laughs> Not angry yet.
2: Uh, get excited, though, Mark. This is fun.
3: I am excited for this for the same reasons you are. I can't remember the last time that I, I had a day off from work watching them play primetime other than week three when they knocked the Jets essentially out of contention in September.
2: It <laughs> <That> seemed unnecessary. <laughs> I don't know. I, was trying I should to fin- lock up the Broncos unnecessary I was, trying to, unnecessary well, I was trying to
3: finish the sentence <laughs> because I realized my fact was wrong in the middle of what I said, so I apologize.
2: Um... I was gonna uh, thinking about b- locking up the Browns, but I think that's the one thing they're not ready to do yet, go win big games on the road. I don't, I don't think, think this they're is there
3: a, yet. I, they also, it's not just Denzel Ward. Philip Gaines is out, Anstern, Terrence Mitchell, and it's not that the Broncos have a lot through the air, but they are a little banged up. I think the Browns are a, a little
4: be. better team, though.
2: Let's move to Sunday's games now, um, and I'm assuming Mark and I will be in the office for these. We'll see how it, it all plays out. But uh, the Cardinals, 3-10. and 10. Who cares? Lost seventeen-three to the Lions last week, and I don't know if you guys fired this one up on the Game Pass, uh, but it was not the most exciting football game to lay your eyes on. <laughs> and now they travel to Atlanta to face the Falcons. The Falcons lose every week; they stink. Then they—they haven't—they were four and four once, weren't they? Who the the, the birds? Yeah, the Falcons were the new yeah. rap birds.
5: They were four. Remember and four. that we were Now they're excited. four and nine. Yep,
2: and uh, they will attempt to do something uh, that they haven't done. Uh, since the first Sunday of November, Greg, which has scored more than twenty points.
5: Oof.
4: Well, you got to worry if you're the Cardinals because coming into the coming into Atlanta in the Georgia Dome at this time of year, I mean you, that's like a few extra touchdowns. Not the Georgia the way Dome, the, Dome, the but crowd point taken. Just the crowd. <laughs> the uh, Georgia Dome. This is the deadest crowd in the league, even when the games matter. And I can't imagine how dead it's gonna be for Cardinals Falcons.
3: It's gonna be terrible. Well, they had a solution in the past for quiet crowds. Do you remember what that was? Oh, yeah. Pump it in. Didn't work so well for them.
4: No. Send I,
2: Eugene Robinson out on the town.
3: <laughs> well, well that was a previous solution.
4: By though. the way, Deion Jones is, has been back, and their defense is still bad. I do think Dan Quinn's been given too much of a pass for coaching the last-ranked defense in the league, according to Football Outsiders.
2: I used to get mad, uh, really mad, in fact, and, and probably it was still a mistake, but the Jets hired Todd Bowles essentially over Dan Quinn because they didn't want to wait out the Super Bowl. Um when Which Quinn that, was in that Seattle whole theory
3: makes no sense never made sense
2: and I was killing my I was so mad uh, after the first two or three years, but now I don't know is Quinn really he's solid that hot I know he's, he's probably solid. better than bowls, but it's not like we missed out on a once in a generation coaching talent I agree any other thoughts on this game? I, I would want, say that uh, save it, time
3: for the game that matter. It was embarrassing to watch that Falcons Packers game and see Atlanta down thirty four to seven based off sloppy offense. And you know they, this was a group of players that were high quality earlier in the year and they've fallen apart entirely.
2: And Wes, I know you you kind of think Steve Sarkeesian doesn't deserve to be roasted, but they probably need to finish strong here or. They have to improve him on what they've done for the past five weeks for him to be safe.
5: My stance on Steve Sarkeesian is he should not be blamed because the Falcons lost both starting guards and their starting running back, and they have a one-dimensional offense. I don't think he's one of the brightest offensive minds in the league. I just think like he would be a fall guy if, if he gets fired.
2: Let's move on. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are 5-8, and eight, whatever was left of their playoff chances. Um kinda of went out the window and they could not uh, upset the Saints, although it was try- looking you're
4: trying to tell me the Giants are alive at five
2: and eight, why not the Bucks? Well they're technically alive, but whatever like real chances they had.
3: The Giants are alive in a whole different giants
2: way. Giants are alive and well and you know it.
3: Well the- <laughs> and it's your worst. <laughs> I'm just saying there. they're both
5: dead. They they're both, both dead. have less than one percent chance right, they both make the play. Well that's, that's better saying. than zero. <laughs> Thank you.
2: The Bucks. <laughs> travel to Baltimore to face the Ravens, who uh, saw their three-game winning streak snapped, mark uh, by the the Chiefs. But it was oh so close. Do you think they get back to their winning ways here? It seems like they might. The Ravens. Yeah,
3: I do. You I give I, them a I, chance here. I'm, huh? in a, I'm in trouble with the Ravens because watching them, because I didn't really get a chance to watch that closely on Sunday. It kind of hit me that this team is playing. I know everyone likes these 45 to 42 games. That's great. Have a have a nice time with it. And if you don't, then you're an awful person, like you're not with it. But I find what the Ravens have been doing like almost highly erotic. I love these like these insane seven ten play drives where all they do is run the ball over and over and over and they essentially take the opponent's defense and pound them into salt. I think that Lamar Jackson feels like he's a rock dropped off a building when he's running. He's suddenly twelve, fifteen yards upfield. I can't help. I love watching these guys, and I love watching them so much. And I'm so sure they're gonna knock out this ugly uniform Bucks team mm. that I'm this time for real, locking it up. Oh, this is available. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I'll do anything I want. I mean, it, oh, it w- yes, <laughs> yes,
4: it wouldn't be by you know the mm. you know the tu- the touchdown thing. But there's it,
3: been it a lot of happen. nonsense going on lately. This is my nonsense. What? Can you specifically? Right. What, People what? picking the Patriots at home, the Texans at home. Right, but all of those, for
4: what it's worth, they were even lower favorites. I simply don't one. care. They're, they're not.
3: I mean, I, simp- I like them. That's I why i think you I'm definitely fine. care. I'm with you. <laughs> I like them. I'm with
4: you, though, that the, the Ravens are kind of erotic. Did you hear some of the sounds coming from my corner when I was watching that you Ravens- were into it. chiefs game? It was like the game, the game of the you've year. You've been the-
2: working hard to make the Ravens happen. I feel like you've been pushing Lamar Jackson very hard. Yeah, and but it is happening. Can I just throw? I am going i don't want to throw cold water on Lamar Jackson at all, but I just want to say that it, in his four starts he's already been hurt in two of these starts now that's a concern he's running the ball, ball constantly security. at like a historically high rate and he's already showing signs that maybe his body doesn't have the durability to take on these massive speed bodies of the nfl that's you why know. you get a, a veteran backup like joe flacco but you have one more game <laughs> you, get, you got one that's nice you get one more uh, cupcake here and Mark, congratulations on the win. You're going to get here because yeah. this is a cupcake. I'm not going to even listen to this. You guys
3: have had some of the most outrageous at-home locks that we've been, we've seen all year. I'm I don't care what anyone thinks.
2: Um, but thank you. Do. next week at Chargers and then and then the Browns who are frisky on defense. Real tests are coming after this. Look, the the Bucks D has played
4: better. They held the. Saints under 300 yards. They've forced a ton of turnovers over the last month. Their defensive line's playing pretty well. Jameis Winston hasn't been perfect, but he's made some pretty nice plays. The threat of him running's been okay. I'm just more worried about like the, the bucks offensive line against that ravens front the ravens are playing better defense they have such a nice team defense they can handle so many different schemes and so many different plays because they have a veteran secondary that you it's just hard to see the bucks scoring like more than 20 points the way that especially the right side of their offensive line is playing and just getting winston killed
5: it's worth noting this is a road game for the bucks
4: Yep, and they're terrible on the road
5: and they give up 40 points a game on the road and 20 points a game at home that's a problem that is one of the most drastic differences you will ever see. They, they need they to are, play
2: in the shadow of that, that pirate ship.
5: They are they are. A, <laughs> they need
4: right. to blind the other team. They are a different team though, since they changed defensive coordinators.
5: They're okay. They've been okay. Well, since they got their best two players back, too. That, that's probably bigger. Hey,
2: problem. let's talk a stinker, just for you, Wes. Uh, you drew the short straw here. I signed these games just kind of in order of the way you guys sit. It's not scientific, and the way it worked out is you will be entering us into the conversation on the five and eight lines against the four and nine Bills.
5: I mean, I appreciate you. I appreciate that preamble, but you don't have to feel bad about it. Okay, good. Um, I I think the only thing worth watching in this game is Josh Allen, who's doing things with his legs that Michael Vick and Randall Cunningham never even did. The highest three-game total, back-to-back-to-back, rushing yards for a quarterback. That's phenomenal. And I know Mark has some strong feelings on this after watching Josh Allen, too. Oh, yeah. I, th- I feel like I'm every day after school from like fourth through seventh grade.
3: This one kid up the street, Rob McCarthy, would call me. And he's like, you're getting up here to play football at the field up the street. He's like, I have a doctor. It was every day. Sounds like a... D- Censored. He was awesome, but he was like, I. Oh. It was like sometimes I was like, I just want to lie on my couch and watch like a rerun of Charlie's Angels. But he was like, no, you're getting up here. But when you go up there, they'd always be like...
2: <laughs> How old are you? Huh? Charlie's Angels.
3: This is like ages <laughs> ago. Fifth grade. Charlie's Angels? He reminds me of... It was. Josh Allen is always actually forty nine. No, I'm forty five. There was always this one kid these in these days. games that like there'd be a bunch of three foot eight kids <laughs> that weighed like eighty six pounds, and then they'd invite someone's older brother, oh, and he'd just run through them as like a six foot three guy who was like the only kid that had been lifting weights in eighth grade, and like why is he on the field with us? And
2: you're usually playing on black. right? On why like am I here? That's so what
3: Josh up. Allen reminds me when he's running through <laughs> these
5: guys. Bill.
4: I I want to know what he does with his legs that those other people can't, like just.
2: I want to hear it described.
4: Goes over Ah!
5: 100 yards per game. Okay.
2: (laughs) Can he throw the football? Can he throw the ball down? He can throw it it with
3: velocity. Can he throw it accurately? That's a whole different... He
4: is far from... Like Lamar Jackson, but even further behind, I would say, he's far from being ready to be kind of an NFL he, passer. I don't know if he's ever going to quite be that, but can you come up with an offense that can work with him? I mean, time will tell. He's He's been fun to
2: watch. I think all these rookie quarterbacks on bad teams, you, you give them a little bit of a pass. His metrics as a passer are dreadful, but – that not, it's not necessarily all on him. But they come back
4: to us, Lions. Bruce Ellington's out this week, which is actually a big loss for them, <laughs> which is amazing. Their second and third receivers are uh, Aaron Jones, but not the guy in the Packers, and uh, Brandon Powell. They Aaron pick. Jones?
2: It's Aaron Jones. Isn't
4: it's it? Aaron Jones. Yeah. The same, and uh, and then Zach Zenner. Is what also happened to TJ Jones? I don't know. Don't Did you like see him. Zach they attack like take
2: him. over an entire <laughs> drive last week? Andy though? Jones. Andy
4: Jones. My bad.
2: Did you see Zach Zenner take over the game? last week though. Z- Zenner, Zenner's getting some. I mean, these someone
3: days. would have told you about four years ago that Zenner had some wheels. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark's
4: still Holded bad.
3: Mark's still <laughs> bad that we. Uh...
5: Who was the tight? Did didn't you like David Cobb too?
4: And Toby I Gear, like to make a big Toby Gerhardt guy. I did Peyton, a Making the Leap Peyton on
5: Hillish. Toby Gerhardt. There seems to be some Toby similarity Gearhardt. between all these guys. Toby Gerhardt on
3: the uh, Jags was a Making the Leap ultra <laughs> failure.
2: I feel like I'm surprised you're not bigger on Christian McCaffrey based and on the, the pattern good. here. And he's too good. I don't know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> kind of just bore, he bores me. <laughs>
2: Uh, but Zach Leonard for those. Really yeah. I'm just
3: saying he pops up once every 19 or 20 months. And I'll mention if that you're I-
2: new to the podcast, I believe he was the preseason rushing champion in 2015 and Mark he told a couple C sea poems about him.
3: Absolutely. They were dead on. They were prophecies, not sea
2: poems. <laughs> the green Bay Packers five, seven and one. We know what they got to do here. Uh, they're going to have to win out and get some help to make the playoffs. Uh, and, here is their biggest test. Because if they if they could get by, Greg, the Bears, uh, on the road, th- there's going to be, it's going to be whether, Mark, you, and other people that are sick of the Packers and don't think they should be talked about so much, there's going to be a ton of talk about this Green Bay team as being the team to watch to, to steal that playoff spot if they could get by the Bears. But can they get by the Bears? Are the Bears just too good, especially in their building?
4: I think they are. I mean, this is a game that, the Bears, I think, have to be focused on getting Mitchell Trubisky on back, on, back on track. He hasn't played a, a good game in about five weeks. You know, He had that game against Minnesota. Then he was out for two weeks. Injured last week was maybe probably, I would say, his worst game of the season in tough conditions. It, the matchup is fine, though. I mean, we didn't even ma- mention when Mike Daniels went on injured reserve. Uh, Kenny Clark missed practice. You know, This is not a great Packers uh, defense, and there's not a lot of reason for me – to to think that the Packers are suddenly going to play their best game of the season. I think that's what it would take to beat the Bears.
5: Packers have six starters on IR from their defense. Right. They just don't have much left.
2: I could totally see Rodgers being smothered in this game. His receivers unable to get separation, Khalil Mack and the pass rush of the Bears coming down on him. And he's not throwing interceptions because he doesn't throw interceptions. He just set the record, in fact, for not throwing interceptions. But a lot of firing the ball into the dirt or sailing it 10 yards out of bounds and and scrambling for his life and, and muttering to himself as he walks off the field. This, to me, does not set up well for Rodgers at all, as much as I'd love for him to stay in the mix. Mm, what a matchup, though. You guys, Dan and Mark,
4: we did, we taped this thing for Game Pass, so if you're an international
2: no, it's here. just regular Game Pass.
4: Play. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so everyone can go. to any go the, check out our playoff yeah, days of Christmas projection uh, on Game Pass. Right? And uh, you guys put the Packers into the playoffs, so you
5: guys
2: must think I they actually have a put the
5: Giants. Game. Mark oh. put the Giants. in. I put the Someone Packers. He put in. the Packers. I did.
2: I did. But uh, I did that in about four seconds. And <laughs> never thought twice about it. I, the
5: one thing I love about but they got to win
2: this game. You're right. So. I do believe in the Packers. Changed my mind.
3: When we were in, in London in week one, this was the game that, you know, we were stunned as we were leaving Sky Sports to find out that the Bears and Khalil Mack were dominating the game, and by the time we went to bed at our hotel, like they had well, Green Bay authored one of the great comebacks, and that game ended with Mitch Trubisky unable to find a way to seal the deal for the Bears. I think Mitch Trubisky has to do something in this game too. It can't just it's be It's not a
4: walkover.
3: Not at all, but the Packers' offense last week looked as good as it has in a, in a long while. It's the first time they scored over th- – that's the highest points they had all year, 34.
2: It's kind of a no-lose situation, right, Wes? It's either the Packers uh, win and they're in the hunt or the team of ATL is surging and, and riding high <laughs> entering the last two weeks of the
5: season. That's exactly how I view it. The Bears, they do need to get a big game out of Trubisky, but one positive sign from last week is they finally got their running game going and I've been waiting for that to happen, not just like wheel routes to Tariq Cohen or a couple screen passes here and there or a draw play to him, but an actual Jordan Howard-led chain-moving yeah. attack, and they finally did that last week.
4: I think they'll be able to this week, and uh, and this is a week where Aaron Rodgers get picked off because he's going against the Bears. They have 25 interceptions. Aaron Rodgers Could only happen. has one interception this year. For a guy who's so talked about as a down year, He's he has his
5: highest yards Well, per Dan attempt. pointed out a good reason why he only has one interception. What? What? He likes to throw the ball in the dirt or out of sure. bounds. Sure, at a historical the- but level. But he, he's yeah, also, has higher yards, he also has a higher yards
4: per attempt than he has since his MVP season. So it's not like he's been... And a lower
5: completion rate yeah, than tot- he had in, in many years. As, I,
2: insane, as insane as it sounds, there is a faction of Packers fans that are extremely frustrated with Rodgers and those, for those reasons, quitting on plays... Uh, and deciding to get out of a play and get rid of the ball is one of the reasons that well, people he, have frustration. can't
4: quit on too many plays in this game because he's going to have to put up points, and I don't think he's going to do it. And that's why I'm locking up the, the team of ATL as after all right. a, week, a week after we all uh, picked against them. So sorry, Bears. Yeah, that was good makeup. I like that. All right,
2: the Raiders. They're three and ten. Uh, where are the Raiders? That where are they even playing? This is a crazy story. The Raiders. Uh, having a uh, the the city of Oakland is suing the team. Is that correct?
3: Yes. Well, yes, essentially.
2: Uh, and and now the Raiders may look to to exit their lease with at Oakland Al, Alameda Stadium. And Vegas isn't ready yet, I, I guess. And it's just a, a ton of drama around this team. Derek Carr said that like it's crazy that we don't know where we're going to be playing next year. So it's just another. It's- another uh, S sandwich for this franchise and what's been a terrible season, frankly.
4: It's insane. Roger Goodell was asked about it at the at an owner's meeting on Wednesday, and he said, yeah, you know, we're going to need to know by by January or February where they're playing next year, you know, for scheduling purposes. I was like, yeah, that, that seems like it'd be <laughs> nice to find out where
2: this team's playing. I mean, they'll get to figure it out, but it's just uh, – it is mid-December. It's not going to be don't know where they're gonna Vegas, gonna I don't
4: be. think. it'll. They'll probably find another – if they can't play in Oakland – what a depressing way for a great franchise to end in Oakland. They'll f- maybe they'll play in the
3: 49 ers Stadium. That's been floating. I mean, it's always a bad time. idea to say we're moving, you know, X amount of years from now. If you're going to move, do it quick because how is it going to end well?
2: Um Greg, they're playing the Bengals this week in Cincinnati. It's the final home game. Uh, for the Bengals this season, is it Marvin Lewis once and for all? Is this Marvin Lewis's final game? I think it is as head coach in Cincinnati. I in think the home it
4: game? is, and maybe not his last with the organization. I've, I I wouldn't put it past <laughs> Wait. Paul
5: Brown like m- p- moving
4: him upstairs. This mm. is not a
5: criticism of you in particular. <laughs> we say but this how for many five years. How many times do you think on this podcast you've said this is Marvin Lewis' <laughs> last game? <laughs> three, uh, five probably. straight years, two or two or <laughs> three years. They're last in yards, points
4: yards per p- and points per drive allowed too. With this defensive roster, it doesn't make sense. I know they've had some injuries, but when I looked at their defense last week, which I probably played their best game of the year last week, it's like, well, they no
3: well, hey. if that was the best game, there were sections, there were moments over and over
5: on Game Pass. I'm saying on their
4: their defense, they gave up, they held the Chargers to fewer yards than the Chargers had all season, they and had, they looked respectable. They had much and better
5: games early in the season.
4: Defensively, yeah, I don't know. There were also a when couple Atkins drives and Dunlop over Dunlop and over where great. Bruce
3: Arians was like, "That's just too easy." When the Bengals were getting run over by the Chargers. I do have
4: I a mean, I do have a scouting report though on Jeff Driscoll after last
3: week's game. He's all right. <laughs> I, I do not see a whole lot of
5: difference <laughs> a, between him I'm and Andy like, Dalton. Yeah, Jeff Driscoll. You should we should have to pay for that information. It's all right.
2: <laughs> the uh Dallas Cowboys, eight and five. Wow, they went from three and five to eight and five in five weeks. That's pretty good. Uh and now they travel to Lucas Oil Stadium to face the Colts. Uh Wes, uh one week ago, today, we did this podcast and you were you were really Hurt about the performance uh, of the uh, uh, of the Colts in that six nothing shutout loss to the Jaguars. You essentially deplaned the uh, the Colts team bandwagon that flies, I suppose. Uh, but after they go to Houston and get that 24-21 win, you're all the way back because I've heard you all week and you're back in on the Colts, aren't you? No, I wouldn't say
5: that. You're uh, back, baby. This, this matchup scares me in the same way the Jaguars matchup scared me. Because there's no doubt the Cowboys' defensive front can get pressure on Andrew Luck, especially with uh, one of the guards for the Colts, Mark Lewinsky, isn't practicing this week and might not play. They haven't protected Luck the last few weeks as well as they did at midseason when they were in the middle of that sack streak. The question I have is is the Cowboys' secondary is not as talented as the Jaguars, and the Jaguars put the clamps on these Colts' wide receivers and tight ends with the exception of T.Y. Hilton. I just don't think... Their receivers and tight ends are talented beyond him. Mm. But they find a way to get him open
4: anyways, at least against most teams. Against, Not against the Jaguars. Yeah, that's true. I mean, against this is a tough matchup, uh, but he, luck has been so good, I think. And when, Hilton, too. When the defense calls the right play. Like, I don't know, Mahomes you would have to put right there. But there have been some plays, and I can think of a few from last week's game, where the Texans and Romeo Cornell kind of dialed up the perfect blitz or the perfect play or had the screen broken up. And Luck just has an innate patience to kind of wait it out, to kind of buy that extra time or kind of wait for the cornerbacks to get out of
3: the throwing window and still make a play and beat the perfect defense. It's so impressive. I thought he made last week against the Texans some of the prettiest throws he's made all year. To guys twenty yards downfield on the run at the sideline, I just he I I think they have an absolute shot to win this game.
5: Oh no, I, I'm not they're saying favorite. they don't have a shot. I think I think they're the favorites. They're at home and and I do think, if if I had to, gun to my head, I would put the Colts over the Cowboys in this game. I just think that the the Cowboys defense is for real. They
4: are. I'd like to see a complete game out of Dak Prescott. He does some really positive things each week and does some really negative things each week. You know how you always say like when there's a lot of plays in a game that like oh they're going to be tired the next week, the defense do, do offenses get tired or is it just defenses? Well, one the, is the, taking it to the other. The Cowboys right? played ni- had 99 snaps last week. That's like two games. That's more than double what the Dolphins had for instance in snap. That's a lot of snaps, and they have two. They are not the same line that they used to be. Zeke is working harder. Dak is getting pressured more. They basically have two offensive line spots that are liabilities, and that that hasn't been the case in previous years. I like this Colts defense. This is Eberflus's revenge. Matt Eberflus for years under Ma- Rod Mel- Marinelli, little pupil
5: teaches the mentor. <laughs> Eberflus. Colts <Okay>. defense is. <laughs> I think they have <laughs> improved throughout the year, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on them. <laughs> that's what I'm Cold saying. the mentor. I mean, they're flying around.
4: Kenny Moore, Autry, Sheard, like uh, Alec, Anthony, Walker, and I. And I do apologize to, for all the Darius uh, Leonard, uh, you know, fans out there. I probably short was short-sighted, not including him in the Defensive Rookie of the Year. So sorry, Wes. No, that's, that's and, leading and, the and in all tackles. those and, and all those Colts fans. You, not only leading the right, in tackles.
5: You're right. You're right but has more tackles per game than any rookies this century, including Patrick Willis and Luke Kuechly. Do you I,
2: think it would be him and not Van Der Esch it would be being talked up as DPOY uh-oh. in the rookie class if he was not a member of the Cowboys? If there he is was a member for
5: the Cowboys, they'd have a statue
2: of him already. That's what I mean. They would, he yes. would, or
5: they'd bypass Rookie of the Year and name him MVP. <laughs> That's a nice
4: little matchup then, Van Der Esch versus uh, Leonard here. The I would still beating... give it to Derwin James, but I do admit uh, – Leonard, since he's played the whole season, should be right.
5: He also has seven sacks for an off-ball linebacker and four forced fumbles. I don't know what more you could ask this guy to do.
2: What else can you ask, guys, from Cavo? transition into an ad read. <laughs> that was well done. Control Center by Cavo is the one remote that does it all. This holiday season, help your lo- help your loved ones take control of their TV with the gift of Control Center. Control Center cleans up your home theater so you can control everything connected to your TV with one easy-to-use remote and stop wasting precious time searching for shows. Greg, I know you are a real couch potato, and you like to get on there and and watch your television shows and do your binging, and sometimes (laughs) when there's just too many remotes and it's all complicated, you don't have the same level of excitement. I just, it makes me feel like an old man, which, which remote to use. New world problems. Well, how about you relax this holiday season and enjoy stress-free TV with Control Center? Uh, shop now and get 40% off Control Center with promo code AROUND. That's 59.95, 40% off regular pricing of 99.95. Nice deal. Control Center is available at caavo.com and Best Buy. Control Center by Cavo. One remote that does it all. Let's move to Jacksonville, where the Jaguars uh, continued their deeply disappointing 2018 season uh, with a, an embarrassing 30 to nine loss at uh, in Nashville on Thursday Night Football. So they get half a bye week uh, to prepare for a Redskins team in a total free fall. Uh, Greg. Um, Mark Sanchez gets benched last week. I don't even know if anybody's covering this team anymore, so I don't know if Josh Johnson is officially the yes. Week 15 starter. Yes. Okay, he is. But it's probably not going to matter, right? Because if the Redskins, if you had to make a list of the most helpless teams in the NFL right now, the Redskins have to be near the top of the list.
4: Yeah, I mean, you, if you're apologizing the West for giving that Lions-Bills game, I got this one and <laughs> Cardinals-Falcons. I mean, this is this is a December Ouch. football game if I've ever seen one. One where you you almost expect the Jaguars who are off to w- with Cody Kessler to win going away or else, you'd be, or else you'd be
5: disappointed. That's how yeah. bad the Redskins are right now. The Redskins are playing preseason football. They, they drop in passes. They're committing penalties. Um, Adrian Peterson's a non-factor because they can't give him a running start and the defense is just gluing onto him on every play. Did
2: you see I mean, that crazy stat? Not this week, but the week before. He had the 90-yard touchdown, of course. Uh, He finished with 98 yards. Yeah, He didn't get 100 yards rushing, and he had a 90-yard rush in the game.
5: It reminds me of what happened behind that Cardinals offensive line last Mm. year on their third-string quarterback. There's just nowhere for him to run. I mean, if I ran 90
3: yards and scored, I might be like, I'm good. Like, you guys – you guys. now, how about the rest of this offense? (laughs) What would would
4: old Matty McCarthy from down the block think about that? Well, he wouldn't like that.
5: By the way, not just (laughs) making (laughs) (laughs) – (laughs) <laughs> not just making excuses for Adrian Peterson. He had Jack Rabbit Jenkins one-on-one in the hole last week and couldn't make him move. Mm.
4: Are you a little worried that Frank Gore uh, is ultimately having a better season? Ooh, Frank Gore well, is actually, having a good season.
5: He's not having a better season than Peterson. It's,
4: I mean, he the, the yards per carry, and we like the the yards per play. I mean, I
5: like the factor in how they're being used, and one is a workhorse and the other one is like a role player. The same. Gore's getting it done. Right? Is he allergic to the end zone?
2: Does anybody else <laughs> – take this guy's offline, guys. Does anybody else um, – watching that game last Thursday night and seeing the um, the luxury box cutaways to Tom Coughlin. Does anybody else have a hunch that this guy could end up being the head coach in a month? Yes,
5: yes.
3: I think that was always potentially the scapegoat-type plan. Like, I'm going to get someone in here. Not they're even scapegoat, fail. though. Well, I think he always wanted to be a coach That's again, and no one would take him. So you do it this way. You get in in the, in the upper echelons of the organization. Then you say, listen, guys, we've come to the conclusion that I need to be the coach here. Especially when be- Troy
4: Aikman is like, you know, I, you know, it's been really tough for Coughlin not coaching this team. It's really driving him up the wall.
3: But, you know, he likes being
4: with
2: the Jaguars. It's <laughs> like, that's okay. what,
3: means what he was telling exactly. Aikman two days exactly. ago during meetings. There was it's something exciting. about – and
2: I don't know the day-to-day, like how other pos- men in his possession in the league operate during a game. But there was something about his little notebook that he was like scribbling after every play notes. And I was like, oh, this dude is all the way in. And he looks like a guy that's ready to get on the sideline. And – and yes, he's old. I think he's seventy-two. But like our president, I think is seventy-one. Seventy-two isn't what. And he's functioning it, without any issues, right? So. Maybe that's a bad excuse. But <laughs> but just the fact that seventy-two isn't what it used to be, and this guy keeps himself in shape. I don't. I don't think he's your typical seventy-two-year-old.
5: It, it's hard to get that coaching out of your system. He's one of those guys who's a natural. He's been doing it for what forty years or fifty years. He's also not a – he's – he's it he doesn't look young for his age the same way that Pete Carroll does,
3: but he's still young in terms of his energy. I could see him doing it for another three years.
2: Let's move on. The Miami Dolphins. Oh, what excitement around the Dolphins right now because uh, despite being a, really a, a a middling team ultimately, not a ton of talent on this roster and, and <laughs> some people like Adam Gase, but some people are like, eh, this is not quite working out on the sidelines. And their recent history, and by recent history, I mean everything post Dan Marino's career, and really everything post Dan. What Marino's, did the Dolphins fans hair. do to you this week? Um, <laughs> no, I'm just joking. In fact, I I want to give the Dolphins Lock props it up. that the seven and six Miami Dolphins are doing a nice job this season. Uh, the fact that they are seven and six with Brock Osweiler starting a handful of games, uh, and, and I just got to say, you got to give him a little bit of credit oh, hanging around. I can't believe it. <laughs> and things change in the NFL so quickly. I mean, they should not have won the, the game against the Patriots. I think we all agree on that. And, you know, the game against the Bills, Josh Allen left a wide-open guy in the in the end zone at the end of that game. So they probably should have lost the last two games, but they didn't, Mark Sessler. And that's why I'm going to say it's your turn to talk about this game, Dolphins at Vikings. Vikings well, I think you've done easy. a nice
3: job. I, I have been down on the Dolphins for half a decade, but – Last game, at least, they broke out of hyper-boring mode for me, and I'm not going to kill Ryan Tannehill when he made some of the better throws he's made all season last week. And I loved seeing against the Patriots, Brandon Bolden burst up the middle and blow for a touchdown against his former employer and then do it again. And I, I, the only thing that annoys me about the Dolphins is the fact that I have to hear Ryan Tannehill screaming Omaha Barry, put that away. Like, that needed to go with Peyton Manning. That really annoys me that anyone else is still doing that. But beyond that, I want to see how they respond to what was the greatest, one of the great moments, not just of this entire season, but one of the great sports moments in ages and ages, and how the Vikings respond to yet another drubbing by a real playoff team going up to Seattle and get whipped. Is there anything left in this Vikings team? probably at home there is, but I see this as it. We've been talking about all week, 50-50 game, and I have no problem with the Dolphins winning this and taking the Vikings and putting them out of their misery.
2: Bye-bye. The desert people do not think this is a close game. The desert people feel like the Vikings have this one in hand, which surprised me because I don't know. Maybe maybe it goes back to what you've been saying, Wes, because you've been defending Kirk Cousins. Maybe in this environment, at home, in early game, not a lot of pressure in this situation. Maybe he lights up the the, the Dolphins. Maybe this, these are the games that people aren't seeing with Kirk Cousins.
5: Well, it's just a guess, but I'm I'm guessing the desert people like the Vikings because they're a much better team than the Dolphins. Are they though? Are they that yes. much better? I mean, when's the last time the Dolphins won get without it, like a fluke or I, with a bunch of fluke? I get it, but a they're bunch of- they're two
4: mediocre team. Here's the thing: they've been able to repeat those flukes, and one of our. Uh, podcast listeners, I was trying to feel like, how is this Team 7-6? And, and someone responded with a couple answers. And I think if you add to his answer, you got an answer. They They lead the league in explosive passing touchdowns over 20 yards, which doesn't make any sense because they're not really even close to the lead in just normal plays over 20 yards. But they have a ton of explosive touchdowns. They're second in the league in interceptions, four more than, than number three. They're only behind Chicago. Special teams has been great. And for some reason, Adam Gase is like a wizard in close games, and that shouldn't be able to repeat, but he's done it for three seasons now. He's 20-6 and six in one-score game. So I don't know. They, they've somehow... Added all that up, and they're mediocre. And the
3: Vikings well. have not beaten a team with a winning record. I mean, I just, I think the Vikings have all this potential. I just think the Vikings are bad.
4: Is my answer. I, I agree, Wes, that, that they, they fully deserve. It's okay six, six if we disagree. You know, I know. I mean, but
3: how about this? Can we say Minnesota go, go beat a team worth, worth something? It's like week after. Are week. Are you going
5: to be really impressed if they beat the Dolphins? No, no. not at
3: all. But I also would be a, a little bit more impressed if they did anything against the Bears, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Saints. The Rams or even the Bills. Part of the reason they played the
4: Rams really tough. Part of the reasons the Dolphins are so uh, big underdogs is they've won one game on the road, and that was Week Two against the Jets, and they've been blown out on the road quite a bit. So it, it is tough, but uh, the, Co- Kirk Cousins' bad games have been are are bad, are so bad. Like, that's the difference, I think, between him and a top eight or nine quarterback is sometimes early in the game, you can tell it's not going to be his type of week. I am curious what they're going to do in terms of changing the offense because this is a good matchup. This is not a good Dolphins
2: defense. By the way, watch out. If the Dolphins do and the Vikings have issues and they just fired their offense coordinator and they're having a a disappointing season, the wheels could fall off hypothetically. Uh, I don't think they will, but if they did and the Dolphins got to eight and six, they're home Jacksonville at Buffalo to close the Mm. season. They could be playing in January, which would be not a lot of fun, but again... That would be there incredible. are some
4: wheels falling off signs here with, between the coordinator firing with 3 weeks left, uh Mike Zimmer's daughter went nuts, uh you know, on <gasps> How t- is that a sign? On Twitter. Oh, that is definitely a sign. Wait, in one way, what is that coach's mean? coach's daughter had
5: some comments on Instagram. How is say? that the team she, falling apart? She Let's went see what she, said. she
4: went after she went after the fans for being idiotic and, and By the way, it was, I I read what she wrote and fair. it was great. It was all fair. <laughs> what I'm saying is actually that is a telltale sign of a team that's Falling apart is that when the daughter gets on social media and is defending the coach, usually it's like a, it's a kiss of death. It's like getting a vote of confidence.
2: You're, you're out the door soon. I'm with you.
5: I have no that. idea what that has to do with the <laughs> 53 players on the roster, but you
2: know. uh, let's move on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, after humbling defeats at the hands of the Colts and Texans, both on the road. Uh, they squeeze by the jets at home and then embarrass the Jaguars and um, and we didn't talk about that that game as a group because uh, it was the Thursday night game. But I will hand out a lollipop in that game uh, to all you Tytoons fans because you didn't just take care of business we last Thursday get the night. Sponsored, yeah. the Lollipop <laughs> by Dumb Lollipop Charms. Um, you didn't just uh, take care of business. You you kind of um, you you basically castrated a team in your own division. And and made them feel less about themselves, perhaps forever. So I, I respect that <laughs> that you were able to do that to the Jaguars. So there you go. No oh, coming back from castration. <laughs> no, not in, in some ways. No, there isn't. Uh, so here they are, seven and six, and now they travel to the Meadowlands to face one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I mean, you just can't you can't say it's not true, Wes, because uh, they've won four or five, and not a lot of teams can claim that right now. The Demon, your thoughts.
5: <laughs> yeah, oh, you wouldn't to it. My thoughts on the Giants? They're obviously a much better team now than they were early in the season. I think you have to put it in the context of their, their opponents. And this week they play a tougher opponent. I'll be impressed if they win this game. Um, really? The Titans have they have sent two more players to IR, Jonu Smith and Jack Conklin, their tight end and, and right tackle. I think you're going to see a lot of Anthony Ferkser, mm-hmm. who is like Cameron Brait. An undrafted tight end out of Harvard, Harvard, and I think you're going to see him featured a little bit. Wes has got. A, I think this is gi- he's giving a fantasy nugget out right now. I'm uh, not allowed. Evan Silva Dirk's told or... me I'm not allowed to dispense
4: fantasy. Every fantasy. single target. <laughs> Why
5: not? <laughs> because I'm that? so far removed from the business. I don't even like you are. You couldn't fantasy. be more imbued in the business of knowing. Maybe what that teams gives you, are you are a, a different, stuff.
3: unique perspective.
5: I like when August rolls around and we do our fantasy. Um, what do we call it? Extravagan- Spectacular. Extravaganza. Yeah. yeah, I'll offer my, you know, go get George Kittle advice. Does you that know,
2: make Evan un- uncomfortable when you do that once a year? On our I think podcast? I think
5: he's just joking with me a little bit.
2: but I don't think so.
5: But I agree that I I'm not I think the big qualified. fish
2: has got a big problem.
5: No, I'm not qualified. I don't think in fantasy hey, terms. Mariota's thrown 16 <laughs> passes to Anthony
4: Ferkser this year. Guess how many catches he has.
5: Zero. F- 15. 12.
4: 16. He's got- Censored.
2: Perfect. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Um you know uh I was about to I was all set by the way to lock up the G men here just cuz it was fun this I think is, you should This is definitely your one. But this problem, is definitely
4: your, the game you're watching at 10am I yeah, feel
2: like The problem though and I will be watching it closely because if for no other reason than to drive West crazy I want the Giants to keep winning but I do it won't
5: drive me crazy believe but me
2: I have to say that uh it doesn't sound like Odell Beckham is going to play uh this quad injury uh he got it uh, re-re-evaluated on Thursday, because it's not it's not healing the way he expected to, he said, "quote S ain't right." Um, mm. reg- so I would be surprised if 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 he plays and if he does make make it on the field, is he going to be the same guy? Uh, so that hurts. I know they were able to dominate the Redskins last week without him, but that was a bad Redskins team in free fall. Corey Coleman made a couple plays. He did, and and, and you know you got all the Shepherds making plays and Saquon <laughs> Barkley's playing out of his mind, uh, but. Uh, I can't lock the Giants up, I but I do a, think they'll win. I have to say, I think they're going to win still.
5: I think
4: you should lock it I up. I think I would maybe take the Giants, too. To me, these are two even teams. I mean, neither even one. Even without Odell. You should both lock you up You must Giants really team. not
2: like the Titans, then.
4: I just think they're both average teams. I mean, Dan, do, do you so trust the to Titans
2: to have two inspired performances in a row? No, I don't. That's why I, I think they're the Titans. But I think it's kind of a coin flip game, so those are not the games. Neither one
4: really has a reliable passing game. Uh, the Titans' defense is better, but it's not that much better. Uh, than the Giants, it's not great. You're right. The Giants, Much sec- than the, Giants. the Giants secondary, a, a good passing game t- picks apart. You know, so B- the w- Titans Webb are not a good passing. The Titans are not that team. So you I, know, I think it'll be tight.
5: Remember Dan when Romo talked about Sam Donald's spatial awareness being yes, special? I do I think that's what Marcus Mariota is missing? Hmm. He he waits until the the pressure is in his face before he tries to avoid it. He doesn't feel it. Things, yeah, I think things close quicker than quicker than he expects.
2: All right, so that'll be a fun game to keep an eye on on Sunday. Let's move on to the Seattle Seahawks, who have put it all together. Whoa! Good thing I did my Mia Culpa about five weeks ago, because uh, I wrote off the Seattle after their 0-2 start. Uh, we did a show where I was like, actually, no. Think, I'm out on that. I think Mea 90% Culpa.
5: of football fans did.
2: Yeah, yeah. And since then, they've gotten even better. They've now went to the next level where they are a legitimate NFC player. Even when we had that discussion... Last month, we were all kind of in the same page. I thought that, yes, this is going to be a frisky team, maybe not a playoff team, but they're going to be fighting all the way to the end of the season. Now they're eight and five. And now they're going to San Francisco uh, to face one of the worst teams in football, uh, Greg Rosenthal. Wow. This is setting up well for the Seahawks. It it is.
4: I mean, they shouldn't be allowed to play. Didn't they just, they just played two weeks ago. This is ridiculous. I hate that. It's a lot of this. I hate the two of the two and three weeks. I guess it's just impossible uh, to avoid. There's no reason. Why do you hate it so much? <laughs> well, it after. seems very possible to avoid if they really want it. Because to. I think football, is, it it's such a game plan sport, and you should spread it out. Just playing each other, to, it just feels unfair somehow. I think maybe it makes it harder for the Seahawks to go dominate this game. They're also on the road. They've been really good at home
2: lately. Who's it unfair to, though? I just want to dig I don't into this know. I think it's unfair think, to the better team. I think you
5: answered it well. It's unfair because of, it's unfair to the coaches. Yeah, in the because like it, of the game plan. Like
3: Saints it's Panthers the have challenge. the same situation, and I feel like the Sa- it, it puts the Saints in a worse position. Right, than the, Panthers. the better team, I think, because it's just it evens the scale. It somehow e- okay. Yeah, it does. All
4: right, I'll give. There's no reason though the Seahawks should lose. Wait, Greg. Point taken. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> they if they don't have Doug Baldwin though, they they are not the same passing attack, and and you wonder if he's gonna. It, it, he looked like himself for about two weeks this season and then he was gone again. I mean, they had 70 yards passing, Russell Wilson did last week.
3: There is this amazing nugget on the Niners that they have forced five takeaways all season. It's embarrassing. And with three games to play, they can become the only team since at least 1940 to not force double-digit takeaways in a season. That includes teams like the Decatur Staley's. (laughs) I mean, you know, the... Tr- the, the Duluth Triangles or something mm. back then. There, I mean, they, there were teams. Terrible team name. The Dayton, there was a the, te- Dayton the Dayton Triangles. The Dayton Triangles. I mean, those guys, the Dayton Triangles pulled off at least 10 ter- give takeaways. A little bit of perspective.
4: Staley is like, well, more of like a bend but don't break defense. Well, so. the like, Staley's, they were great true. in the red zone. Staley's
5: were the Chicago Bears for two years before they became mm. the Chicago
2: Bears. So a little perspective to the Mark's nugget there. So they have five takeaways. There are seven teams in the league this year that have had at least five takeaways in a single game.
4: Right. I mean, Xavier Howard has seven takeaways. Give me a break. He gone. <laughs> Seahawks, Seahawks, I love that they play. They're just so committed to their style, though they play six offensive linemen so much. This is a game where they don't have to throw the ball much to win, you would think. You would think. But Kyle Shanahan,
3: you never know. I like to see them, like, maybe don't throw it once. Let's
2: see what the don't Seahawks. Don't even finish. throw
4: it
3: once.
2: I want to. I want to see that kind of like how sometimes you decide to try to not to speak for an entire segment. Mm. When you you usually doesn't work out, but you usually have that plan every few shows or so not to say anything.
5: Well, there are a few games that that would make sense this week. It's like the year that the Panthers couldn't find a quarterback and they decided it just it to play D'Angelo Williams there for a while. <laughs> it's a little under the radar that that Pete Carroll Seahawks
4: close in a very similar fashion when they're at their best uh like the patriots that they've been so much better Thanksgiving on throughout the Pete Carroll era like as much credit as we're giving them it's like they might be even better than we think if the defense is it keeps improving cuz it really hasn't been that That's great. Frank Clark's
5: defense now. That's
4: what I'm saying. I'm saying that if they keep getting better like you have to think about them as a team that could ruin some team seasons in the
2: market. Yeah, and not ruin the Chiefs season, but if when they take care of business this week and they head, they welcome the Chiefs into their building in week 16, riding a five-game winning streak. That's a fun one. That is a tough game and another big test for Patrick Mahomes, but we'll get there. Let's move on. The New England Patriots, who uh, last time we heard from them, Scott Zolak had become comatose uh, due to the Miami miracle, a 34-33 loss to the Dolphins. Uh, they now travel to Pittsburgh. Is is Mark Sessler as close as you can get to a must-win game for the Steelers.
3: Yes, it is. There's a lot to talk about, but I'm going to just leave you with one specific prediction that I guarantee I nail. Okay. Steven Guskowski misses a kick that goes down in Patriots' infamy in this game. It's going to be an extra point or a field goal. I cannot quite decipher yet, but it's going to go down in (laughs) ultra-infamy. He had a missed kick last week. Ooh. He's not on top of his game right now. He's At feeling two. the jitters. At two last. Two week. last week. He's going to have a killer gaff in this game. That's going to leave New England hobbled. Whoa. What, what do your spidey senses say about
5: Chris Boswell, who kept his job this week? I mean,
3: well, because I think that's the obvious one that you would think that about. But I think it's going to go the other way. Oh, so
4: that's factored in. Yep. I
3: mean, I I mean it's not going to. He has
4: going to go down in infamy as much as his multiple missed kicks in Super Bowls. So
5: I'll I'll live with that. that. Remains to be seen. <laughs> You haven't seen what's going to happen on Sunday, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, this this is going to be one of those moments. A democulus that, fiasco. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: By the way, Kai
2: Forbath, um, who came in, uh, flew in for a workout at Pittsburgh, it went so well that the Steelers told him, hey, hold tight.
4: What, don't leave town? Hold tight. <laughs> they told him,
2: hold tight, but we're not signing you. We're not signing you. Basically, well, they're saying they Couldn't gone that well. Honestly, they're saying if Chris Boswell miss- misses one kick uh, at all, probably – Against the Patriots. Wait, but he has to stay you're in town. Are they paying for like his hotel
4: for the next I'd five imagine. days? Or? I,
2: don't mean, I don't know if it's literally like stay in the hotel room that we put you up in, but just realize we loved your workout because you're a really solid kicker. It's like, Kai, Kai's Kai. I'd be a little worried if I get was ready. Boswell
4: that he, he like walks out of the parking lot and he's like, why
3: are my tires I'd love slashed? to be a kicker like, out of work that just gets put in a hotel for a week to see if maybe I get a job or not.
4: This
2: it's is like, the most he- pressure, Wes, since Adam Vinatieri was told by Parcells Grabbed by the shoulder pads as he was jogging out on the field. If you miss this kick, you're cut.
5: And let's move as on. As a rookie. Don't you think there's something to be said for that? Like, if you can't take that pressure from the coach, how are you going to take the pressure, pressure of, a cl- of a close game?
2: That's why – and I, we joke about it on this podcast, but I am legitimately fascinated by the kicker position. I am too. Because it is so pressure-filled.
5: It's intense. It, I think it's the most pressure-filled outside of – golf is an individual sport, so you can't really compare. But I think in team sports, it got to be the most – Mentally rigorous position. Well, it's one of the reasons why I
4: like the Patriots, you know, in this game is that the special teams for the Steelers are awful. It's not just Boswell, it's the punting, it's the coverage units. It's awful. And the little details in a game like this we've seen again and again. I'm just trusting Josh McDaniels and the Patriots offensive coaching staff to come up with a game plan that exposes Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is a more talented team. But right now, the Patriots are healthier than they've been all season. Tom Brady looks better. I think coming off maybe his best performance of the season last week in Miami, other than the mental mistakes. Josh Gordon, I think, is
3: is looking He better. looks like the old Josh he's Gordon starting in to, that I Dolphins mean, game. He's,
4: by the way, if you just paced out his stats for the Patriots, he's on pace for an 1,120-yard season with the Pats, like if it was 16 games. And he's becoming more integrated into what they do they're they're running their backfield is healthy like they're a healthy team I think they have as good a chance to put up points as they have all season right now
5: if Tom Brady wasn't so afraid to take a hit right now I'd say he's playing like he did in previous years hmm. he certainly threw the ball really well last week I thought that was the best he threw the ball all year but after I watch him or Eli Manning play I have to go watch a young quarterback. he doesn't want to get hit no they're so afraid to get hit but I think that's
4: part of what makes him good. But I I hear what you're saying that maybe it's it also going makes too him kind of bad. Too far the other way. He doesn't take sacks. You know, he doesn't have negative plays. That's always he big. gives up on plays too easily. That 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 is possible. And you and you look at the Steelers. That's I don't understand the Steelers because their lines are so good. The defensive line for the Steelers is playing great. Their offensive line maybe the best in the league. Why are they losing?
2: James Conner sat out practice again on Thursday with that high ankle sprain. Uh, Steelers OC Randy Feichner uh, said that he could play even without practicing, but it's more likely that if he doesn't get on the field uh, at any point in practice, he's going to miss another game. We'll see what that means. And I will say one thing on this, gentlemen, that uh, the Steelers, despite their slump, and I I was all in on the Panthers figuring it out, and I was so mad at myself for missing that so badly. But then, you know what? I didn't know that Cam Newton's shoulder was banged up. So I'm going to let myself off the hook. I feel the same way about... The Steelers. I feel like they're going to write the ship, and a lot of people are writing them off right now, I feel like. And this is, you know what this is, Wes?
5: This is a win or go home game.
2: Kind of. And you know what else it is? Must win. It's a cornered animal game.
4: It's a statement game? Mm. It It is is a a cornered animal game. And the Steelers
2: are a dangerous animal. Cornered. The Patriots need the game, too, but not nearly as much as the Steelers. And it did not feel right when I locked up the Patriots, although I looked in the mirror and I loved what I saw, Mark. I didn't like rooting for them that week, so it's time to get the scales back to even. Let's go, silver! I mean, gold, black, and yellow? Let's go, Steelers! I'm locking it up! Oh, yeah. Come on, Greggy. I
4: love it. I hate, hated when you picked the Patriots. This is the order <laughs> restored to the world. I want you rooting against them.
5: Black and it, yellow, black and right. gold.
2: That's what our pick. They? It? They're not silver. What are they, black and gold? Black I mean, and yellow, black, black and, and yellow.
4: yellow. I, I am afraid because it's too – everyone's the same. I mean, I was talking to you know Damashek and, and Emma VP who are Steelers fans. Like They don't even like, – Emma's a Steelers, a Steelers, Steelers fan? fan? I don't know. Isn't she? Is she? Oh, Emma. Yeah, wait, she is.
2: Wait, she's from the region. She's from there. That's allowed. Her dad's from Pittsburgh too. Yeah, that's.
4: A- I don't know. I, maybe I'm wrong. No, but they yeah, were. I, they little I, were I, just. Act, they were acting like, oh, there's no chance. Like, th- what? Like, okay, th- let's move on past this game. And once let's get. I to I mean, we- damn, like a does that. I know. He's, but, you. He's but, you. He's you. But a, He's a lot of it is st- annoying, right, isn't Jett it? Anthony Jesselnick, <laughs> who I I co-host uh, the Jesselnick and Rosenthal Vanity Project with, Jrvp junior vice president. Yeah, we got to get it. You know, I don't know why the word... It's, it's been, been word vanity now.
3: feels slightly re- uh, yeah,
5: you know, redundant so in that iTunes? title. He thinks still the season's
4: still... over and that they have no chance okay. to. It's
5: ridiculous. But they all think this for the same reason you have more faith in the Patriots because they've seen their coaching staff get outcoached by the Patriots every and, time And I get teams it, play. but I also see a Patriots team
4: who, like the... It's fair. The minute that you start having faith in their defense, the Dolphins go up and down the field on them. They have no pass rush whatsoever unless they call a blitz. And against Pittsburgh, that's a that's a huge problem to me. That they're going to have to take chances to try to get after Ben or He's going to have all day. Who do the desert people like in this game? I think it started slightly for Pittsburgh and then moved slightly to to New England. Mm, so the fans, awesome. the fans like. Let's New pick England. it. I'm taking the Patriots. I'm not going to pick
3: against it. Uh, Like I said, it's going to come down to a Guskowski
5: disaster. It's going to be 29 27 Pittsburgh. Hmm. Taking the Steelers, I think that the Patriots are so much better at home than they are on the road. They've shown that this year, and the Steelers are a cornered animal. I agree with you, Dan. Rookie Hollywood.
2: I'm going to go Patriots with a Guskowski kick to end the game. (laughs) 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 All right, let's move on to Sunday Night Football. Oh bummer. Flex this one out. I guess you can't. Well it's a little late. It's defending champions late in the game. The Eagles. There weren't st- any good options
4: either, I think, if they would even thought of it.
2: How about the game we just talked about? Yeah, that, that
4: was protected. Uh, I'm gonna be at this
3: I'm gonna be at this game, by the way. Tell us more. I just decided I'm gonna go oh. through that instead of doing this whole sit here for four hours and wait for you know till the end to talk about it for oh. two and a half minutes. I'm just gonna go. The oh, Eagles so this is
4: just a little made up Mark story. I was excited. No,
3: I'm gonna do it. You can be fine without me for one week.
2: The Eagles are 6-7 and seven, uh, after their loss to Dallas. That really cooked them. They could not find a way to get past the Cowboys in Big D. And it's getting worse because now Carson Wentz, it was reported Wednesday that he had back spasms and it was going to probably keep him out this week. Now the report is that he has a fractured vertebrae and that, and that could be the end of his season. So you're going to get Nick Foles, who is not for nothing, the reigning Super Bowl MVP but he didn't look like it when he played earlier in the season, Wes. Big test here against the Rams, who I assume are going to be hangry and youngry after that (laughs) embarrassing Sunday night football loss
5: against the Bears. Bringing youngry back? Bringing it back. Hangry and youngry. We can't even call this a rematch, can we? The Eagles team is so much different than it was last year when Carson Wentz got injured in this game. I don't... I don't know. Nick
4: don't, Foles did make, like, one throw at the end. I was at this game last year uh, to win it. It is kind of amazing how the, now it's my turn. the two teams have have turned
3: since then. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved watching Wes's face. What what was happening there?
5: Well, I mean, what what are we supposed to say? We believe in Nick Foles now? No. I mean, no, I didn't, like, I think I didn't like what believe... I saw early in the year when he it's, was in It's
3: like we talked about yesterday. The, the, Nick Foles was surrounded by a Super Bowl – type team last year. Right. it's not, not like the, the, right the Eagles
4: offense was lighting it up with Carson Wentz. I mean, he made some plays at the end of last week's game that was, if that was his parting shot for the season, it was almost nice to go out on a high note. If the Eagles defense had stood up at the end of that game, who knows, we would be talking differently. And that's been the... It's been the case for the Eagles all year. When their offense does do something, their, their defense has given up a lot of late drives to lose games. I mean, think of the big-blown leads that they've had uh, or their season could be different, but they, they're a very average team. There's no reason to think. It has to be
3: one that. of the more depressing Super Bowl follow-ups because of the, it wasn't just a team winning the third or fourth Super Bowl and then, oh, they have an off year. It was the most heightened experience in Eagles fan history, and then you followed up with a lot of the same characters, and you look a lot more like the team from two years ago, which was, what, 8-8 eight and eight and ultra-boring. They look loaded and young and
4: innovative. They've had a lot of injuries, though. I mean, they have had a ton, oh, yeah. a ton of injuries. Uh, but you're right. I mean, think I, I I used this this matchup to kind of revisit the whole Goff-Carson-Wentz debate uh, in QB Index and just thinking how, not that I don't, I think both, teams would do the same and they're happy. But how things can change, even sort of since that moment where, you know, Carson Wentz tore his ACL. Goff has taken another step up, I think, since then. Wentz is physically talented. Everyone would certainly want him. But I think the Rams are happy with the guy that they've had, and he's been durable, and he's two years younger, and he's getting better every year.
5: Things do change fast. I read three articles last week about John Filippo as, as the hot head coaching candidate.
2: Right, <laughs> And I do want to Anybody that kind of writes off the Eagles down with Nick Foles behind center, I get it. But that remains what happened this time last year. Really going into January, more uh, one of the more stunning experiences to watch as an NFL fan ever. So is it is it completely impossible that he gets hot and and, and they put up a fight here against the Rams? I don't think Why, so. But I don't I don't necessarily. But, but think not it'll in terms either.
3: of your season though, because you go from what's well, Rams then Texans and then you're going to beat the Redskins. So what? So they go. They I th- finish 8 and 8? I think 8 wins might get you
4: in this cuz I I think 7 8 and 1 might get you in for the Vikings at this stage. It po- it's, seems possible, but I think it's a big game for the Rams because they've had two of their worst offensive performances of the season. They've certainly missed Cooper Cup. The Lions maybe showed a little bit of a blueprint of roughing up their receivers at the line of scrimmage, which worked pretty well. The Eagles might not have the personnel to really pull off that strategy, but I think the Rams would feel a lot better if they can go put up 40-burger up or something like that because their offense hasn't looked the same.
3: Can you yeah. imagine a world where Nick Foles does somehow win out? They go 9-7, and seven. They get into the playoffs. Ugh. Nick Foles takes them back to the Super Bowl and wins it again. Then you've got a little quarterback controversy.
2: <laughs> I would think you would. <laughs> Some people just want to watch
5: the world burn. Uh,
2: finally, Monday Night Football, uh, it is the 11-2 and two New Orleans Saints who got back on track uh, with the help of Taysom Hill uh, and his blocked punt uh, that sent them on their way to a 28-14 win over the Bucs. Um, Greg, now they travel to Charlotte to face the Panthers – uh, Panthers team in an epic free fall. They're now six and seven, riding a five-game losing streak, playing a quarterback who can't throw. Mm. You know what kind of game this feels like? Uh oh. Um. um. injured bird
4: game. Mm. How about like a last stand, coach's last stand game? I mean, mm. I feel like this is the last stand of the Ron Rivera era. You, you got He's
5: going to take the fall for Cam. I James hope he injury? doesn't.
4: But that's, I think, the signals that that David Tepper, the, the new owner, is sending in some ways by helping, to, you know, forcing him to fire coaches and just some of the – just reading the local reports. And that's what new owners do. They want they want new guys. Ron Rivera talked about it in the offseason that he felt more pressure coming into this season. He felt like his job was on the line. And his defense is the reason why they're so bad. It's not Cam Newton. I really don't – you know, I know Cam Newton's arm is, is off. Like, that's a fact. But he made a lot of really nice throws last week, too. He, he also missed plenty of throws. But I've seen Cam Newton miss throws his whole career. And he had some bullets. Like, he threw a 40-yard throw across the field to the outside late in the second. So, I, I guess I'm confused about the injury. And I don't think his accuracy or his play is the reason they're 6-7. and seven. I, wonder if I think it's, it's that they have no pass I couldn't rest.
5: disagree with you more. I mean, I don't his injury is obvious when you watch him play. He's not making the throws that he's
4: not. He's not making the same throws. But in that game, for instance, he made a number of of solid throws. And if their defense had been playing better throughout. He's not even as
5: assertive as a runner right now because of the injury.
4: I mean, I think he's changed his whole style of play. I I do wonder about that because there was the sequence on the goal line against the Browns at the end. And that almost felt like if that's it for Rivera and Turner, what a terrible way to go out. That goal line sequence where McCaffrey and Cam Newton don't run the ball for three straight plays with the game on the line. Like, just didn't feel like the Panthers. I just, I don't point
1: to
3: Rivera as like this lingering year after year problem for the it's Panthers. It's been great. Like if you go, if you get rid of them, you better know you're going to get someone. But there's all these these coaches like the John Harbaugh's and all these guys that like we're going to dump them and go find a new coach. It's like change for the sake of change because Rivera is not the I guy. I think it's
4: that's just tired. new owners want their own guy.
5: This but is what bad franchises do, though. Then some guy comes in, you have to change your whole scheme to fit him, and then it's another three or four years, and you don't even have the right players for your scheme. And not to mention, there are like seven to nine
2: teams that could be looking to make a coach's change. Do you really want to get into that scrum, yep. and and you're going to find someone that's definitely better than Ron Rivera's giving? Especially
4: you? when you have North Turner, and I don't think they, I, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they win this game. I wouldn't pick them, but it wouldn't like stun eh, me if they that. win this game. the The Saints over the last three weeks, I'm, mean, I i do not think it's time to panic. Okay, but there's they're 31st out of 32 teams in yards, so that to me that seems like a problem. They've only been better than the Cardinals in terms of yards the last three weeks, so it's not like just one week. It, it they didn't play well on offense last week period uh they they need to f- fix the running game which is hard for me to believe they were the number 1 running game in the league last year according to football center they're eighth and sinking right now they haven't quite been the same i'm not really sure why they're not as deep uh, on offense they're they're a great defensive team right now they're playing much better but Sheldon i don't Sheldon
5: Rankin's made the damn leap
4: Sheldon Rankin's and Cam Jordan is backed up like his amazing season with one just as good. So they're a good team, but it's like, I want to see those old saints back.
2: They're fine. And we should have right. a moment of silence, uh, Ricky Hollywood uh, for Brandon Marshall, the veteran wide receiver who it looked finally at long last at the age of 34 after a decade plus in the league was going to at least appear in the playoffs. Uh, but the saints parted ways with the wide receiver. He will not be, playing January football. That's it. Said.
4: Maybe they I would say maybe they'd bring him back, but he didn't even play for them ever, did he? No.
5: The guy I
2: don't think so, did he? No. Here's
5: okay. where it gets even worse. They cut him to make room for Eric Swope, who they claimed off waivers from the Colts. Yeah. Yesterday, and then today they dumped Eric Swope. <laughs> <So> <laughs> was that just like a cover? <laughs>
3: <laughs> there uh, is one way that Brandon Marshall could wind up in the playoffs.
2: Tell us. And
0: let's an say a little
3: team called the Cleveland Browns sign him, and let's say the Browns take out the Broncos like I know they will. You guys think I'm taking the Ravens as my lock. I'm locking up the Browns oh, Saturday night. Uh, yes. <laughs> you clowns think I'm going to lock up the Ravens. I have never locked them up, and I will never lock them up.
2: Wow. Wait, no. That's that was great. You know, though, you're changing it because you didn't like that we gave you heat. That's all.
3: I do not want to hear about that because if I I've only won seven in a row, which goes totally silent on this show, I'm going to win no, eight no, no. in a row. I, I I'm going eight, eight in a row, and I'm not going to hear any nonsense about asterisks <laughs> next to it and a bunch of malarkey by you guys, your little it. PR machine. I'm gonna. And it's also it's a primetime game. I can get over it by Sunday morning if I if I lose this thing.
2: Way to own it. I love By the way, should have locked up the Browns in the first place. This is a great spot for your brownie. You will not critique now. <laughs> <laughs> you go quiet. That worked.
3: Wow. Well, not that I was I trying. to so – that was I, I fully your, enjoy locking up. Wait, the Wait, are you trying this to say that, that
4: worked? Were you trying to say that that was the plan the whole time? That it was the like entire time. <laughs> oh, look at his face. Like I'm gonna lock up the Ravens. <laughs> okay. I but you know it. what? I, like, I There's
3: something. You. There's something cosmically wrong about me locking up the Ravens, and I don't like the whole energy around it. So I'm going with the team that I will I will die with if I
5: need well, to. This, I don't
2: really care. And the good thing is it's on Saturday, like you said. So. Right. We won't have to deal with any fallout if – if uh, Well, you might. Happens.
5: Oh, Let's yeah, check. Mark
2: will be in a real chipper <laughs> mood when
3: Case
4: Keenum drops a bomb on the Browns season. But I, don't, Seattle, have a, I okay. don't have a great feeling
5: about the Browns game, but you know what? I haven't had a good read on them all year. I want to recognize this as the Red Zeppelin Walla Walla that it is. It's a bold move. You're backing your team, and you're right. Cosmically, you don't belong attached to the Ravens. Never.
2: Well, Wes, always by an in. No, that's a, a great, loyal it's friend. A great, it's a great move.
5: It shows strength.
2: I I agree it's a better lock. I agree. But it's always a mirror. Well, lock. that took effort for you to agree. <laughs> but if he pulls it off, it's 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 just another it's prescient. It's great it's and it's just another gigantic moment for me this season. And you deserve credit. If you don't think you're getting enough credit for that seven in a row, that's a great run. That's gotta be close to a record for our lock offs. I don't know what is. I don't know what's got to be right is. around there. And and mm. I since we're in this general conversation before we get out, I'm of three.
4: Here. I'm three into a season-ending 13-game winning streak. That's going to have people remembering <laughs> uh, the uh, Chris Carter run on on ESPN. <laughs> from, uh, what about in Bradshaw '96? On <laughs> 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 I mean, uh, I'm, like the Liam McHugh run from 2016 on NBC. That went he the Came wrong back way. six from six back.
2: It's it's happening. Oh no! What if what if the Browns lose and the Ravens win on Sunday? Then we're in trouble.
3: I've got a lot of room and time to make it up. I'm not giving up with just being
2: down by two, as you mentioned you were a couple days ago. I, I'm in trouble, and it's a must win situation. I'm the cornered animal as well in that game. But I want to bring up before we get out of here, Greg, the Rainmaker. The, the, oh, what has happened he been to retired? That? Well, I, I, I'm a man who listens to
4: criticism. Hey, and, Dr. Rainmaker, uh, let
2: me in. No. Open up this door. The Reddit loves I want it. my money now. No, Is that that because of the a day with your knees? <laughs> no, I, I
4: really wanted to hear you this drop again. Here. I wanted Dan to, to jump in. You and your bozo in. friends done for. You hear me?
5: Uh, Open no. this door. He's
4: got a gun. You know, Mark, Mark, I think Mark had made a really good point that it was taking up too much too much time of the show. And, oh, I uh, like I, This is also Dan, nice. Oh, this is, again. Dan, What's going on um, now? He's Dan, putting this
2: on Sessler. I didn't so even. Subreddit I, will come after I, Mark. No, I didn't even bring the it subreddit up. Subreddit is no, but, smarter And Dan,
4: no, you mentioned that it needed some more wins lately, and people are losing their money, and, and that's that's trouble. I mean, that's a real-life yeah. situation. Well,
3: hold on, Greg. I'm Actually, you misheard miss my critique. My critique is not that the segment <laughs> exists. It's that you were starting to do, like, three or four yeah. in an episode. Finding, I think we all felt like if you find one you were hanging your hat on, Love we it. Can enjoy I that. No, what's that. going on? You're playing hard to get. No, now.
4: it was taken t- to. Was
3: uh, <laughs> nailed it. No, right. Wait, Greg,
4: Greg. did you, you forget don't, to don't do it? You
3: beg me to come did, back with, with the rainmaker. Did you simply forget to do it?
4: We also, you know, because of our success, <laughs> we've had more advertisements, like the Los Angeles Country Club. I believe there was like
3: the erotic. <laughs> I, how about the this? Erotic. How about, how about this? We have to. We have I, to get I, these advertisements. How about this? I actually did not. I did not. I refused to read one of those ads this week. Because I, I did, I wanted there to be space for your oh. uh, little thing. So
2: everybody's cooking up different theories about the situation. I love this. I mean, uh.
3: yeah, it could have. I, I think oh, Greg didn't forgot to, to do it. That's my theory. He simply no, like comes to Greg's the end way of way too show. political. We'll have to he, see.
2: He, what he's doing here, he's, he wants now everyone to come after us for, and blaming defi- us for ruining no. the segment this, that everyone else loves. This is definitely – Which is I, not true. I like the name
4: p- I would bet – on. I would tell you on my children's lives that that is not what
2: true. If,
5: what what you if you Dr. Said. Rosenthal was to put on his psychiatrist hat here? What would he say was the reason behind this?
4: Dr. Rosen Rosen. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. He He's out of money right now.
2: Dr. Well.
5: All
2: right. Well. You know, we'll see. We'll tune in next week. Maybe the Rainmaker comes back, or maybe he's gone forever. Mm. That's it.
5: What if if all of you listeners start begging? Maybe he'll maybe he'll consider no, coming back. Don't don't do there it is. The die has been cast. All right. Next
2: time you hear from us, it will be all the Sunday games and Saturday games recapped. Thank you to everybody. And by the way, that subreddit is up to ten thousand uh, strong now, which is really a, a credit to our audience and how loyal and awesome you guys are. Uh, in addition to uh, everything else we have the best list of any podcast both in this building and I'm going to put it up against any other podcast what a uh, what what fans we have 6200 of them according to this are bots but that's fine <laughs> that <laughs> still leaves you with 3800 real people absolutely all right let's get out of here dan hans is signing off for quiet storm Ricky see so you just parachuted into this huge hit podcast isn't it great It's amazing. (laughs) At Tamposi NFL. All right, everybody. Till Sunday night.